morning. I'm Anna Kukolbert. It's Friday, February 11th, Father Joe's Village's new villa. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Governor Gavin Newsom says he plans to release a so-called endemic plan as soon as next week. It's meant as a new approach for dealing with the coronavirus on the assumption that it's here to stay. And in that endemic plan, I think we'll be able to answer many questions that a lot of you have about what world are we living in? Where are we going with this virus? Newsom also teased updated guidelines on masks in school. Here in San Diego County, the number of new cases per day continues to decrease, with 2,326 new cases reported yesterday. New COVID hospitalizations are also declining locally. Inflation in the U.S. has reached its highest level in four decades. Consumer prices are 7.5% higher than last year. That's according to the U.S. Department of Labor. Here in the San Diego region, the inflation rate was even higher at 8.2% in January. The rise in prices is being seen across the economy, from food and furniture to apartment rents, airline fares, and electricity. Thursday's report will intensify pressure on the Federal Reserve to tighten credit, but for now the climbing inflation rate doesn't appear to have an end in sight. An unseasonably hot weekend is on tap. The National Weather Service has extended the heat advisory for San Diego County coastal areas and valleys from 10 a.m. yesterday through 6 p.m. on Sunday. Temperatures up to 92 degrees may be expected. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. San Diego has one of the largest populations of unsheltered people in the country. And in a big step towards trying to help, Father Joe's Villages unveiled new permanent supportive housing on Thursday. KPBS reporter John Carroll has more on the new St. Teresa of Calcutta Villa. A couple of years ago, a big industrial tent sat at 114th Street in the East Village. It was run by Father Joe's Villages, a place to get people off the streets. On Thursday, at that same place, the premiere of a new way to get people off the street. It's a 14-story building called St. Teresa of Calcutta Villa. Veteran Joseph Fish and his 7-year-old daughter Abigail had been living out of Fish's SUV until a couple of weeks ago. Now, they call a two-bedroom apartment here home. It's been a blessing to, to me and her to have this opportunity to, to have something permanent and stable 
and uh, something secure for my daughter and safe. The project came in on time and on budget, a place with 407 units providing homes for about 550 people. John Carroll, KPBS News. San Diego State University is closer to having all of the land it needs for its Mission Valley expansion project. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says a labor dispute has been holding up a land sale that's part of the project. SDSU says it needs to purchase a two-acre sliver of land north of the Mission Valley Stadium property in order to finish its stadium and campus expansion project. Labor unions, meanwhile, have been pushing SDSU to hire unionized construction workers for the project. Councilmember Chris Kate says that's not the city's business and it shouldn't hold up the sale of the land. We entered an agreement for this. The builder spoke uh, decisively on this. Uh, we spent numerous hours, staff spent numerous hours uh, developing this and trying to move this along. Where are we are today? Let's, let's, let's get this across the finish line. A city council committee approved the sale Thursday, but the full city council has yet to weigh in. Meanwhile, SDSU's Snapdragon Stadium is still on schedule to open for football games in the fall. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Commercial home kitchens are about to become legal in San Diego County. KPBS Speak City Heights reporter Jacob Ayer says the change in policy is a huge relief for some small business owners in the region. On February 25th, San Diego will start accepting applications for micro-enterprise home kitchen operations, otherwise known as MECOs. These are businesses that cook and sell food from residential kitchens. Patty Corona learned how to cook nutritional meals at Olivewood Gardens as part of National City's Cooking for Salute program and is excited to start a home kitchen business of her own, but she does have some worries. But I don't know how this could apply if you have a regular home, if you are renting an apartment, or like in my case, like I live in a mobile home park. So those are that's my main concern. So if that is not a problem, that means uh, a goal for me. A virtual training workshop will be held by the county's Food and Housing Division on February 15th to help business operators understand how to legally run a home kitchen business operation. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, the San Diego Opera returns to in-person shows. Plus, it's San Diego Museum Month. We'll have those stories next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. The San Diego Opera is back to in-person productions at the Civic Theater after experimenting with drive-in performances during the pandemic. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando goes behind the scenes of Mozart's Cosi Fan Tutti. If there's anything the pandemic has taught us, it's that we need to be flexible and just roll with whatever life hands us. In a way, that's what Mozart's Cosi Fan Tutti is all about, says director Tim Nelson. 
just the moment that your heart breaks for the first time and you realize that life is not going to be as simple or as planable as you imagined it. I think it has a particular resonance coming out of this time where all of a sudden all of our lives were shattered in a way that we couldn't have imagined. And you, you realize how vulnerable you are and how unpredictable life is going to be. You know, that's one of the best things about art is that it imitates life. Reginald Smith Jr. sings the central role of Don Alfonso. We all had our own individual plans and things are great and everything's going to work out. Now, I think even still in the middle of this pandemic, we all have a heightened understanding and awareness of ourselves, of space, of washing our hands, but also a great appreciation for relationships and connections and friendships. For San Diego Opera's general director, David Bennett, returning to live performances needed to take into account not only artistic concerns, but practical ones as well. It's a small opera. It has a cast of six, has a relatively small chorus, and in our production, which is a new production, the chorus is offstage the entire time. And it has a not small, but not a large orchestra too. So all of that is part of why we chose it, right? But it's Mozart. And Mozart serves up a story of transformation, which audiences can identify with, especially now. In Cosi Fantute, two sets of lovers discover that the course of true love never does run smooth, prompting Nelson to take his design cue from Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. The metaphor that Shakespeare spins out in Dream, along with a lot of his plays, of going into the woods of going into a dark, scary place where one goes through a transformative experience and comes out on the other side different than the way they went into it. So the way this production will look is actually very much like a production of Midsummer Night's Dream. So an idyllic poppy field where we first meet the lovers transforms into a wooded forest where Don Alfonso, a confirmed bachelor, tries to prove that all women are fickle. So every director has a decision to make as to who is the smartest character on the stage. <laughs> Whose show is it? For me, it's Don Afonso's show. It's a great joy to be doing it with Reggie and having someone who's able to own not only his role, but his show. Smith does command the stage as he literally steps in to direct the action. Because he is the puppet master, much like Iago in Otello, there's always this sort of ch -ch 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 -ch, there's always a little whisper. And so he's always around. And so there's a sense of you always have to be on. Even when he's not singing, he's busy on the periphery of the stage, making sure things are going according to his plans. To add levity to some of the action on stage, Nelson has turned to vaudeville. So one of the things that we've done conception-wise, um, particularly in the design, is to lean into stage magic, old-fashioned vaudeville stage magic, because we're, we're using as a central metaphor of the piece being in a performance, being on, on stage. But none of these antics detract from the music. There's something about the music of Mozart that just speaks right to your heart. What better way to spend this Valentine's weekend than with Mozart's playfully romantic opera? Which reminds us that in matters of both the heart and life, we need to be ready to roll with the punches. Beth Accomando, KPBS News.
Over 45 museums, historic sites, gardens, and aquariums are participating in San Diego Museum Month. Through February 28th, discount passes provide 50% off admission to all participating museums and cultural attractions. Joining me to talk more about San Diego Museum Month is KPBS reporter John Carroll. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Annika. Good to be here. Yeah. So how do you get one of these 50% off passes? It's the easiest thing in the world. They're available at any Macy's store in San Diego County or at uh, one of 75 libraries throughout the county as well. Now, I understand that this year there are area guides for Museum Month. What can you tell me about those? So this is a cool thing that the San Diego Museum Council did. They're the umbrella group that uh, brings this whole thing together every year. They've been doing it for 33 years now. Um, this year, they did create these neighborhood guides so that you can see which cultural institutions are closest to you. There are ones for Balboa Park, obviously, downtown San Diego, um, coastal North County, inland North County, East County, Liberty Station, Point Loma, La Jolla, South Bay, Coronado, and the University Heights Old Town area. Were there any lesser known museums that stood out to you? So I had heard about the California Surf Museum in Oceanside. I'm not really a surfer, so I hadn't really driven up to Oceanside to see it. But it sounds like a really cool place. They have a permanent collection which chronicles the history of surfboards and wave riding. Uh, the museum also offers um, some revolving exhibits each year. One of those revolving exhibits currently on display chronicles the evolution of the boogie board. And the boogie board, that's the device for those of us who would like to surf, can't really surf, but you can get kind of close with a boogie board. So, um, One of the most unique museums, places I've ever been to, this one I've been to several times because I can almost walk to it, uh, it's the J.A. Cooley Museum in University Heights. It's just on Park Boulevard right before you get to El Cajon Boulevard. And it is the most eclectic thing you've ever seen. It really celebrates the spirit of innovation through a very diverse collection of antique automobiles. They've got over two dozen of those, as well as cameras, phonographs, clocks, trains, typewriters, household appliances, telegraphs, telephones, and then this big kind of calliope music-making machine. And it is just fascinating. If you like sort of the history of mechanical stuff, that's a definite one to check out. Wow, those all sound like really unique experiences. Um, so I imagine, you know, people want to go out and they bring their families along. What museums stood out to you as being good for families? Um, well, there are a number. Um, I might, first of all, uh, highlight the Living Coast Discovery Center in South Bay. You know, the way the Museum Council um, describes this is it's museums and cultural institutions. So they're not all, you know, specifically museums. You might call the Living Coast Discovery Center one of those cultural institutions. It is just the coolest place. Um, if you love animals, whether they are in the water or in the air, this is a good place to go. It's located on Sweetwater Marsh uh, National Wild Refuge down on San Diego Bay. It focuses on animals native to Southern California, including endangered sea turtles, sharks, rays, reptiles, and a very impressive range of birds, including owls, hawks, falcons, shorebirds, and they even have an American bald eagle. 
I have to tell you, when you go down there, I've done some stories over the last couple of years down there, and there's just such a lovely, peaceful feeling, um, not only being around all of the animals, but just the setting in the marsh. It's it's really worth your while to go see it, uh, and it's just a very calming place, I think. I also know you, you recently did a story about the Children's Museum. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yes, there is this place called the New Children's Museum, which is hard to miss if you're downtown because the architecture of it is very modern, very striking. It was designed by the same uh, firm that designed the main library downtown. And it is a place where children explore life through contemporary art, uh, interactive art. I did talk to their deputy director, Carrie Fox, and I asked her, hey, what would you tell somebody if they asked you what is the New Children's Museum? And here's what she had to say. We commission contemporary artists to create full-scale, room-sized art installations that children can touch and play in and on. I kind of asked her to elaborate on what that means and what art does for children, and she had a very interesting answer. Through art, children think a different way. Uh, they are more creative. Uh, we believe it gives them optimism, collaboration, critical thinking skills, uh, resilience. And uh, it's just a beautiful way for children to kind of um, figure out different things on how to co collaborate together and develop resilience. And so if I was a parent, I would love to be along for that and see my kid uh, learning those things. And I've been speaking with KPBS reporter John Carroll. John, thank you so much. Thank you, Annika. Museum Month runs through the end of February. You can find all of the information about Museum Month, including all of the neighborhood museum guides, at sandiegomuseumcouncil.org. And that's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.